Good afternoon, and welcome to Find Your Sparkle with Jen, where you'll be inspired, informed, and entertained. I'm your host, Jennifer Stewart, owner of Jazz Potential and creator of Find Your Sparkle. And I am delighted to have as our guest today, Sally Arsenal. Welcome, Sally. Thank you, Jennifer. It's really I'm really honored to be a guest on your show, and uh, I've listened to a lot of your other podcasts, and uh, I feel like I feel like I have a lot to live up to. Your guests are always <laughs> so inspiring and positive. Well, you know what, Sally? I saw something in you the first time that we met, which is very recently, I might add, uh, but I definitely got some good energy off of you. So those are kind of a prerequisite for why I invite people into my show and also because of your interest in martial arts. But before we get into that, tell us a little bit about Sally Arsenal, where you grew up and some turning points in your life that sort of led you to where you are today. Well, I grew up in Summerside PEI and um I lived there for about 17 years. I stayed there until I finished high school, and then I came here to Halifax. And um, at the time, I I didn't go to university or anything like that. I just kind of worked in retail. And um, eventually, I found myself living back in PEI, then to Moncton, then back to Halifax. And uh, during that time, uh, one of the things that I I think is important for everyone to do is is to keep their eyes open for opportunity and to take advantage when they find it and make the best of it. And uh, so what happened for me was um, I was able to take advantage of uh, free education through the unemployment office. And so I went to college in Moncton, New Brunswick, and then eventually they transferred me to the Halifax office and I came to work for the government and um, since I've been in the government, I've just continued my education, and now I'm a fuel tax auditor for the Department of Nova Scotia, and or for the Audit Enforcement in Nova Scotia. And uh, I also do weightlifting, and and I found myself uh, participating in martial arts for the last ten years in in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So that's basically my life story <laughs> in a couple of minutes. Yeah, well, that's that sounds really interesting. And I wanted to go back to your experience in working. Now, you had mentioned to me that one of your turning points was working in a video store and you were robbed. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, uh, I always like to in my spare time, I always like to do something useful. So uh, I always had a couple of part time jobs in addition to my full time job with the government. So I was working at a video store because I love movies and I just love talking to people about movies and things like that. And so I worked there two days a week and it just so happened I was working there on a Friday night and uh, a man came in with a scarf over his face, you know, a, a toque on and he pulled out a gun and asked me to give him the money. And I did. And he left. So, um, it was a bit scary. We called the police and of course nothing ever happened. And so I was like, okay, it was scary, but you kind of think something like that will never happen to you. Oh my golly. And I when guess. It does, yeah. You don't think it's going to happen again. Right. Uh, totally not. <laughs> Holy cow. That would just be awful. Yeah. So I was working another Friday night at the same video store. I, I continued working there because like I thought like lightning would never strike twice. And so 
one evening I was there. I think they might have watched the place to see what when it, there was only one person there. Oh. And since I'm so small, like, what am I going to do? So for people who are listening, you can't see me. I'm about five feet tall, 110 <laughs> pounds. So I'm not a very imposing figure. And so I, I was working on that Friday. And this time was a little bit different. The man who came in, or I would say he's probably a very young man, but he had uh, his his face was covered completely like in kind of like a one of those Halloween like fencing masks. His okay. face was completely blacked out. Um, he had a gun. He didn't really say anything at first. He just kind of um, put his finger to his lips and you know told me not to say anything because I was on the phone at the time. So I I hung up the phone. I pressed the panic button, but turns out it was disconnected or something like that. Oh good the God! Police never came. Yeah. So then he uh, asked me for all the money and we had just cleaned out most of the money before I was the last one left. So there wasn't a lot in the cash register. So he asked me to go out back. And at that point, when he asked me to go out back, I was more concerned about my physical safety. Oh my gosh. And yes. Yeah. So, and the police still weren't coming. He was ripping the phone cords out of the wall. And uh, so I, I was concerned and at the time I lifted weights, uh, I was a uh, big into heavy lifting and I could probably squat 200 pounds, like, which is a lot for some of my size and you wow. know, my numbers were good, but I was at a loss. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to deadlift my way out of this one. It was kind of, you know, what could I possibly do to defend myself? And so, um, with that, with that episode, thankfully nothing happened and he left with just, he just stole the owner's bicycle <laughs> and, um, so he left, and and after that, my training partner, who I'd been lifting weights with, he moved away. So I was kind of bored and at the gym, and I wanted something new. So I started martial arts, and that's what led me. Now I'm uh, I've been training for ten years. I'm a brown belt, and uh, we started a women's program at my club, Titans Titans MMA. And uh, actually, the owners have just introduced for just for women because we know it's there's such a you know a risk for women, especially small women. Uh, well, I mean, all women, of course, but sometimes people seek out smaller, weaker people because right. they know they'll be less of a threat. So we, we offer the first three months for any female who comes to Titans for free. So we're trying to, you know, support women in the community and, and get them trained to be able to protect themselves. That's, that's really great. I know that, I mean, self-defense is definitely something that is something critical that people should all have. And a lot of times we, you know, we, forget that it could happen to us. I mean, what were the odds of it happening to you twice? Yeah, yeah. I want to go back to that for just a minute and talk sure. about how you felt when all of that was happening. Yeah, it was, you know, the first time that it happened, it wasn't that bad because it was so fast. Right. And and I I never really feared, like I was afraid, but I never really got the impression I didn't spend enough time with him to really get scared. Okay. But, and then the second time it was just where he was spending so much time with me. Like he took me out back and he kept asking me questions like, where's the rest of the money? And, and he was so angry. Um, it was just, it was a lot different. And, and I thought maybe if he was angry enough, like, you know, sometimes when pe pe women get raped, it's not really about the, the sex. It's about the power. And yes. it's these men who kind of feel powerless in their lives. And they want to control someone, they want to dominate someone. And so that's what you have to really worry about. So if someone's, 
you know, around you and they're masked, they have a gun and they're really angry, then you have to start to worry, am I going to get beaten? Am I going to get raped? Like, is he going to shoot me? So it's, you know, I'm not saying that jujitsu would have saved my life. I'm not saying it would have definitely saved my life. But usually when you get robbed, they, they put the gun away, like in both times, they put the gun away right away, because they didn't see me as a threat. So if he had tried to attack me like the size of that guy right now I know I would definitely I mean I'm not 100% you can't say 100% but that guy I definitely would have or I probably would have been able to you know defeat him I would say yeah at this point take him down yeah so it gives me a a bit of a sense of you know it gives me a bit of uh, confidence and you know now that I'm older I'm 43 I'm not as much of a target as far as you know, you see a lot of people who are younger women that are getting attacked, but as we get older, as the pop, as you know, the population gets older, you know, you'll see like Alan Legere, that serial killer from the Miramichi, he used to attack elderly women because those were the ones who were the most vulnerable, who were the weakest. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's really something that it's not just for young people. It's something that older people should really think about too. And, and try to keep themselves in shape and, and not be uh, as much of a target for, for these people. So it is, it is scary to think about that. And I'm just, I can remember one time in my life where my car was almost carjacked and I've had some, been in some pretty crazy and scary situations over the course of my lifetime, but I can honestly say I have never been so terrified in my whole entire life as when that happened. And I was, I thought I was going to have to run over somebody like to actually to get away. And it was absolutely terrifying. And I thought, holy cow. And I mean, it takes a lot to shake me up, but I was definitely pretty shaken up after that. Were you, did you have residual, I guess, almost like PTSD for a period of time after that? After the second one, yeah, I was really, I had a a really hard time with it. It was, um, I would say probably three or four months, I had a really hard time uh, being out in public, especially if uh, someone came around me with a hood. Like I found if I couldn't see the person's face, I, I, even though I knew meant, like I knew common sense, they're not going to really do anything to me because sometimes it would be in the middle of the day. I would still be like, I would still try to avoid that person or I would feel this fear inside of me. And eventually that faded, but you know, it's, it's just, I feel like when you start to take control of your situation and you start to do something proactively that helps to kind of eliminate that, that fear that you feel like in situations where fear isn't really like warranted. Right. So, but, and one of the things like you're saying too, you're, you're afraid, you're, you're afraid for your life, but you're also hesitant to hurt someone else yes that's a big thing that women face and and it's one of the big issues I have with jujitsu is you know I love to go in and train jujitsu but I have a really hard time aggressively pursuing submissions because it's it's that it's that feeling of not being polite that women have ingrained in them and it's one of the things that you have to kind of get over and it helps you to get over you know, you have to hurt someone else to save yourself. It has to be one of those things that you just have to push through that feeling and, and do it, right? So. Oh, my golly. Absolutely. Now, I have one quick question about that, and then we're going to have a quick break. But sure. did you quit that video job after the second robbery? Well, 
I think I stayed. I think I stayed, but just in the morning. Oh, no more night shifts. But you know what? Two more employees got robbed. One with a gun, one one with knife point, and they actually like personally robbed the the guy too. So that's yeah, scary. It was a bad area. So that mm-hmm. was. And oh my gosh, that's that's scary. Did the company get their panic button rewired? And you know, did they t- obviously they couldn't have taken that many precautions on that. So that's kind well, of scary. You know, it they they were prepared. It was just I think it was just one of those things because you know the comp they had a security system set up and you had to have a key and a code, and it was just one of those things where it just didn't work that one time. Boy, oh boy. So, yeah, after that it was it was back in business but that's yeah, yeah. that is scary. We're going to have a quick break and when we come back sure. we'll talk a little bit more with Sally and about her martial arts study. You're listening to CIOE 97.5 FM. Welcome back to Find Your Sparkle with Jen and my guest Sally. It's great to have you back Sally. Now, I'd like to focus a little bit on your journey to martial arts and specifically Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Can you tell us, well, obviously you got involved with it after some of those traumatizing life events of being held up at gunpoint. Was that the main reason that you decided to go that route? Well, at the time I was also like, I'm a, I'm a bit of an introvert. So a lot of my, a lot of my time is spent kind of alone reading books or checking out what's going on online and message boards and things like that. So I was really into weightlifting and so I was on a message board for weightlifting and I saw that uh, there were a few people who there was like a separate kind of thread I guess you'd call it and they were into mixed martial arts the UFC MMA things like that and so for listeners who aren't aware mixed martial arts is uh, it's kind of a sport where they take all of the different martial arts and they they keep what works the best and they eliminate what doesn't really work in a, in a real fight. And then, so people, they train all the different arts and then they come up against each other in, in promotions like the UFC, the ultimate fighting championship to see what works best and who is the best athlete. So there were, there were fans of that type of sport on the, on this message board. And, and so I got reading it a bit and, and I, where I had just been robbed, I thought, you know, this sounds like something that would really work for me or that would really help me. So I, and they, they used to say it was like a really, a really mental sport. Like it was really mentally challenging because there's so many tactics and strategies and things like that that you can use. So it really appealed to me. And I did a search online for martial arts clubs in Halifax. And I found the current gym where I am now, Titans MMA. And I went and the first sport I tried was Muay Thai. And Muay Thai is, they call it the art of the eight limbs. So you use knees, elbows. Uh, your hands and your feet, I guess, to, uh, you know, break down your opponent and eventually get your knockout or whatever. And so I did that, but I found for me, I, I never really felt like if I was in a fight with a man that I would be the one that came out on top, that I would right. be able to knock a man out. I felt like I would punch him and then I'd get kind of, he would get angry and then right. that would make things worse. So uh, I was also introduced to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and at the time, there was a club closer to my house, so I went. And I I started my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu training there, and eventually moved back to Titan um, with uh, my coach Kevin Kevin Taylor and Peter Martel. And so 
yeah, I started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and after the first day I fell in love with it. And it's, it's, a, it's an art where the smaller, weaker opponent can use leverage, uh, different leverage points on, on their partner and, and um, use it to you know, move their opponent around and, and uh, to use leverage and use joint attacks, chokes, things like that. And you have your strategies to find your way around a bigger person's body. And if you're lucky, I mean, someone my size, you'd have to be lucky, I think, to t- overtake someone really big, but you have a, a, a much more, much higher percentage of being able to submit them or, or even just control them. When you have, escape. when, that? when you were doing the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, is that, are the people who typically take that, are they more, I guess, are they of a smaller stature? No, actually it's, it's, it. Every, like it's it's a sport for everyone really um when i first started they when i called they said mostly men do brazilian jiu-jitsu and at titans right now a lot of our athletes are like a lot of my training partners are are kind of big men okay and but it's it's the kind of sport where you can still train like someone my size i train with my friend danny Peterson, patterson and he's about 250 260 pounds <laughs> wow yeah and we can train together and it works for both of us right so wow that would be an interesting smire match i think yeah well <laughs> <laughs> i think he gives me a little bit of gives me a little bit of wiggle room so <laughs> what was it that really appealed to you with jujitsu as opposed to the the other martial arts that you sampled i just felt like with jujitsu like you can't really, if someone is on your neck and that's what I love about jujitsu is the, the chokes. Yeah. If someone is on your neck, you can't really beat your, like you can beat someone off you, but you can choke someone with your legs. You can choke someone with your arm. You can't out, you can't strength, use your strength to get out of a choke. Right. As much as you can, you know, tolerate a, a punch or things like that. Once someone cuts off your blood supply or air supply, that's it. Like, and that's, I felt like that was the, the kind of the key that made me feel like it was the best martial art for me, for some of my size. So, yeah. So and, they yeah. introduced strategies to get out of a, a chokehold or in, put someone in. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, well, it's one of the only martial arts that you can use at a hundred percent effort and use a hundred percent resistance without injuring your opponent because they're for safety. We have, um, uh, a tapping system so let's say you and I were sparring and like I used techniques to pass by your legs and then I got you know side control and then I, I mounted you so I'm sitting on top of your hip and I'm using your your clothes to choke you I'm cutting off your blood supply with your the collar of your shirt let's say and you feel like you're going out then you would tap me and I would stop but if you were better at escaping if you had strategies to stop me before the choke started, so we learn the escape and we learn the choke, and and that's how we get better because you always have that true resistance, so you know for sure if your technique is working because your partner knows the antidote, like they know the counter attack. So it's it's you you can either attack or defend, and we we treat both sides of the equation equally, so we're good at attacking and defending. That's really awesome. Now, you've mentioned that you're a brown belt and that you're sparring a lot with men. Are there many women in your club? Yeah, uh, we have a, a few other women. Yeah, um, 
it's still it's still not as popular with women and I think some of it has to do with rolling with men and and, and I think there's a bit of intimidation too okay it's it's kind of like I think for I think for a lot of people exercise in general is kind of like maybe being on a diet you know you shouldn't eat the chips and you know you should defend yourself but you know it's it's kind of hard not to and it's kind of an effort to go in so I think with any sport it's it's kind of hard to get into but with women I feel like sometimes it's it's such such close contact a lot of us feel uncomfortable right and it's also the aggression factor like not many some women don't really want to fight but like some of us do so we kind of you know if someone wants to come in and try it like I said we give them three months to come and try it see if they like it so awesome but yeah, it's it's mostly it's male dominated, but we are very welcoming towards women. So, and what has kept you at that particular club so long? Well, my my instructor Kevin Taylor and Peter Martel, the MMA instructor, both of them have been very supportive towards me. They let me uh, start my own women only program, so I had that for about five years, and um, they've just been they've just constantly been supportive and. and They've always made sure I had a partner in class and they've always encouraged me. And it's just a really, it's really nice to have the owner's support. And uh, so I've, I've been loyal to them and stayed at their club and my teammates have always helped me. I had a, a really bad back injury for about three years and I couldn't, I couldn't really spar, spar effectively. So they would just flow with me. They would just go through the motions with me and, and kind of let me be in positions where I wasn't in pain. Okay. And so, you know, it's, I just really appreciate them as a club and as a team for the support that they've given me and the welcome they've given me over the past. I've been with them for about eight years. So that's fantastic. That says a lot for them too. I mean, to be, you know, accommodating and really having that relationship. It's not just about you coming through the door with your, with your money for a membership. It's about really making sure that you can maximize your time there. It sounds like. Yeah. And I mean, they don't need me. I'm, I'm 110 pounds and a lot of the guys there are, you know, 200 pounds. So, you know, it's not like I'm someone who's going to make the other guys into competitors. And a lot of them are, are competitors and for them to take the time and, and roll with me and help me to become better and help me learn how to defend myself. Like I really appreciate that that you're, time that they, they give to me. And so. you're probably a great poster woman for them too, to show people that, you know, women particularly that don't shy away, like come here and, you know, join yeah. in, join in the fun. What is your favorite thing about the jujitsu? For me, I'm kind of, uh, I think I'm kind of, I th I gave a speech at Toastmasters where you and I met, uh, I gave a speech about how disagree like my personality is is it's I'm a bit aggressive I'm a bit disagreeable a bit, bit volatile so those are personality <laughs> traits I try to work with and and kind of subdue and and I feel like jujitsu if I'm if I'm in a bad mood or anything like that I can go and I can get all that aggression out right and it and it and the rest of my life is more calm because all of those negative all of that negative energy is coming out in a positive way at jujitsu and then you know, I'm not cursing it. Well, I still curse the people in the car, but not as much. <laughs> yeah, that's one I'm working on too. <laughs> it, takes, it takes a that's while. Where you, that's where you can use all your best language. Yeah. Ex oh my golly. Exactly. I, I, I laugh at myself sometimes because I am, 
I, I am working on that. I do have road rage. Well, you just come to jujitsu. <laughs> yeah, I may have that on my list. Now, we're almost out of time, but before we do, I just wanted you to talk a little bit about, you know, you being a woman in as a brown belt, some of the things that have, have happened to you, and we'll have to talk a little bit fast, but you had mentioned in your speech the other day that you're teaching now and that you'd actually competed. Can you sum up a little bit in about a minute? Sure. Well, uh, where I'm a brown belt now, I do teach beginner classes, and I have gone and, and traveled, and jiu-jitsu actually has been the basis of a few of my trips. I went and traveled to Las Vegas a few years ago to compete at the World Master Jiu-Jitsu Championships. That must have and been pretty cool. Got... What's that? Yeah, that must have been very cool. Yeah, it was really cool, and it, it was really good to see all of these, all of people from all around the world who just came to you know, compete in a sport that I really love because it's such a niche sport. Mm -hmm. So to have that many people in a room that love the same thing that I do, it was really great. Yeah. So. That's awesome. So for people who are on the fence about trying any kind of martial arts, but specifically maybe jujitsu, what can you say to them? I think the hardest part of jujitsu is walking in the door, honestly. Right. And once they come in and they, they try it, I think they'll fall in love with it. And if they don't, you know, we've got a we've got different martial arts at the gym they could try. So anytime they want to come into Titans, they can contact us and, and we'll be glad to help them. And it is a very welcoming sport and it's something is it something that you figure you're do you'll do for the rest of your life? I hope I do it for the rest of my life. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's that's why I that's why I started doing um a lot of like a uh, mobility work and things like that just to keep my body keep the machine going right well that's important and I mean longevity definitely is important on that I really want to thank you for taking time out today Sally it has been an absolute pleasure having you on find your sparkle with Jen and yeah, it's been a pleasure speaking with you this has been really great and I, I know that there are some people out there now who are at least curious and probably will at least maybe stop by sometime you just never know you so, never know. <laughs> thanks again. And this is Jen signing off of Find Your Sparkle with Jen. You're listening to CIOE 97.5 FM. Special thanks to Luke Ettinger for producing this episode. We'll see you next time. Go out and have a fabulous day.